<clears throat> wow, Barry. Look at that little guy there. Yeah, remember him? That's Charlie, wasn't it? Was it Charlie? Yeah. What's the best tuna is? Chicken of the sea or whatever. Was his name Charlie? Sorry, Charlie. <clears throat> Only the best tasting tuna get to be whatever. <clears throat> yeah. Who's up? Annette's first. Connie, there she is. Hey, Debbie. Annette says, hello. I might put my... Marty's out there. Wow, Randy's down. Debbie's back. She's doing good. Got to pray with her a little bit last night or hang out and, and hear of her plights. I guess we've been praying for Debbie for quite a while. What's up, Sully? <coughs> and we do boy, believe Keith's that... Been yeah, Keith's been coming around quite a bit. You guys remember this? <laughs> and you would ask, why in the world would you have a uh, a picture of a tuna creations thing? Because if you remember at the beginning of the year, we were talking about being intentional, Barry. And one of the things we wanted to do was be intentionally about what we eat because, you know, we're the, we're the spirit of the Holy Ghost. And we wanted to do stuff like that and take care of ourselves. Grandma Judy's on, Barry. Wow. <clears throat> Let me flip this bad boy around. i got to put my glasses on, guys. So if guess where we are. Nobody would know. Yeah, this one's a tricky one. This is a tricky one. Let me walk out here real quick and show you a little something. There goes your Bible, Barry. That's why I hate that thing. So we're at a church in Washington, Mo. Looks like it's quite abandoned. And I think it was called at one point Restoring Hope. Restoring Hope, right? And so I guess... It would appear that the church has, I hate to even say this, gone out of business. <clears throat> and um, at least temporarily lost its hope. And today we're going to hear a story of about a fella found in John chapter 5 that had lost all hope. I'm looking, I'm picking up pieces of a Bible. You know how to know when you have a life that's not falling apart? When you have a Bible that looks like this. Revelations, I think that's First Peter, Revelations. Anyway, we're going to tell the story about this guy that had laid around for 38 years in one touch of the Savior's hand, or just to look his way, his life was changed dramatically. And we were talking about many times on our job. Hey, Nafuna, we'll wake up and think we're going to do something. I can't even count. It's a little more stable than it used to be. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, but there are times that we would wake up on a Monday morning never having a clue what was going to happen. And I think Jesus comes along. Many of us have been saved that way. You wake up on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever. Maybe you're you're out of gas or whatever. You're, you're, you're out of steam. Your life has crashed. And all of a sudden, you have an encounter with Jesus. <laughs> and everything has changed in an instant. So this guy here, I'm going to pick it up at John chapter 5 and verse 1. And I think this happens a lot, uh, just like this. So the healing at the pool. Sometime later, now remember, there's already been a, a wedding. Uh, Jesus' ministry is starting. All this stuff's happening. You know, he's already had an encounter with the Samaritan woman we talked about a while back. He's had an encounter uh, 
with Nicodemus. So he's just continuing his journey here. Uh, so sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for a feast of the Jews. Now there is in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate a pool, which in Aramaic is called Bethesda, which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. So here it is. There's this pool. It's covered by five covered colonnades. I ironically, five uh, in, the, in the context of the Bible is meant uh, grace. It represents grace. Like seven represents, uh, you know, perfection. Six represents man. Twelve represents government. You know, there's a whole study in numbers, but this particular number, five colonnades. Uh, so as I look at this, all of these disabled people we're going to talk about here in a second. Here, a great number of disabled people used to lie. They're lying in grace, Barry. They're lying under grace, under these five colonnades. The blind, the lame, the paralyzed. One who had been there, one had been an invalid for 38 years. Think about this. You can say, man, the guy's laying around for 38 years, but I, I think it's really cool and it, it speaks to uh, our our part, this guy was at least in position to get a healing, right? He was at least where he needed to be. Granted, it took 38 years. You're thinking, why? We had a discussion just a little bit ago. Why did it take 38 years? Well, I don't know. When it took the woman only 12 years to get healed from the blood issue that she had, why do some people get changed in an instant? Why do some people take 12? Why does it take 38 years? I don't know. That's one of those Greek words, I don't know. I have no idea why he does that, but he's God, and that's what he chose to do with this man. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he'd been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? That's a curious question. Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. You know, in that in, in Judaism, they would have thought that when the when the water rustled, the uh, kind of moved around, that the angel was near, and they could just get in the water while it was moving, then they would be healed. You know, a lot of people, a lot, a lot of times, we're, we're asking for healing, and we're asking all the stuff, but we're asking in the wrong uh, wrong reasons, and it doesn't happen for us, or the wrong method, it doesn't happen for us. I think this guy uh, proved, if nothing else, Barry. Persistent. It reminds me of the widow just kept banging on the yeah. bam, 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 bam. A lot of us have been waiting for this guy to be saved, or this guy to be healed, or that girl to be healed, or this to come through, my finances to be prepared. It doesn't mean that it's not going to happen. It just means it has not happened yet. Uh, it'll happen when God says it's going to happen. But I think the key to this is just you pray through it. You keep going back. You just keep going back to the well. That is Jesus. Now watch what happens when he has an encounter with Jesus. He said, yeah, pick up your mat and walk. And once the man was cured, he picked up his mat and walked. I, I, I think sometimes when we meet people, our first, um, we want to throw money. We want to, we want to uh, give them food, we want to do all this stuff. Not, and really what they need is to be walking with Jesus. You know, they don't need any more of your stuff, although there's a whole scripture, that a whole thing that says, when you see somebody you need, don't just walk away and, and tell them you're going to pray for them. 
I mean, there's a time to come along with some assistance and some practical help, and there's a time to say, you need to get a hold of Jesus and get a hold of this thing and start walking with the Lord, and then he'll show you where you need to go from there, right? There's a time to do that, and there's a time to love on people. Ask the Samaritan. I mean, all the all the religious folk right, walk right on by the Samaritan, and or and he came by, this guy came by, and, uh, walked by the, the crippled guy and all this stuff, but the Samaritan, the enemy of God, came by and actually helped him. So there's a time to uh, come alongside somebody and give them some practical assistance. There's a time to say, hey, man, pick up your mat and walk with Jesus. And I can think of a lot of people like that, are, that right now in my life that are just stumbling along and they haven't really began their walk with Jesus. They've been kind of crawling with Jesus. He doesn't say, grab your mat, start crawling around. He says, grab your mat, stand up and walk. How do you walk? You walk upright. You do all the things we always talk about to do, right? The day on which this took place was a Sabbath. And so the Jews said to the man who had been healed, it's the Sabbath. The law forbids you to carry your mat. And I wonder, obviously the guy wouldn't be needing the mat anymore. You know, I don't need to lay around anymore. I'm, I'm up and walking. Yeah. But you know what? I think sometimes we carry those mats around with us to remind us what it, what it looked like, what we looked like those years that we did not walk with Jesus. I don't think it's, to me, it's a, it's a, it's a reminder you know, we all have scars. Connie, you remember you mentioned that um, that Casting Crown song, "Scars in Heaven," right? But I think this guy is carrying this mat around, and it's just an application of it. Just my thoughts. I'm, I'm not going to make a doctrine over it, but I think he picked up the mat. Maybe you didn't want to be a litter bug. I don't know, but I think it speaks to. It's a reminder of who he was before he met Jesus. After he met Jesus, everything changed. You have. That's why you have before Christ. Pick up your mat and walk. So they ask him, who is this fellow who told you to pick it up and walk? The man who was healed had no idea who it was, for Jesus had slipped away into the crowd that was there. And I think about the Holy Spirit, you know, the, the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And in John chapter 3, it talks about the, 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 the Holy Spirit. We don't know where he comes and where it went, it goes and where it goes. And it's like, here is Jesus. They were always trying to pin him down. They were always trying to get him before his time. And he would just slip off into the ground. <laughs> like it was not going to happen until it was God's time. You know, we have so much fear going around right now with COVID and all this stuff. Now there's a apparently a, a varsity version of COVID coming out. I, I don't even know what it is. Like, like really be scared now. But you know what? Nothing is going to happen to you until it's appointed for you to die. It's just not going to happen. And then the judgment, the scripture says, by the way. So grab your mat, pick it up. If you haven't walked in a while, pick that sucker up, start walking around with Jesus, right? And and carry and remember, reflect upon those times that my walk wasn't always so straight. Because some people might see your walk and go, oh, you're so amazing. I guess you've never had a problem your whole life. And everything's just been hunky-dory and you've never failed God and all this blah, blah, blah. You've never had a problem and you must be some kind of super saint. And you go, no, look at this mat right here. You know what? This mat right here reminds me of what I was and what I am without God in my life. Because if not for the grace of God in my life, I'd be laying up on that mat again, back up under those colonnades, waiting for me another handout from somebody walking by, right? But this mat reminds me, and I think we should carry it, all of the time. So when people ask, wow, you're walking, but you got that man. Well, let me tell you about the man named Jesus that took me and took me and met me and, and made me to walk. Later, Jesus found him at the temple and said to him, see, you're well again. Stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. The man went out 
The man went away and told the Jews that it was Jesus who made him well. Now watch this. I thought about this, and I've read this so many times, and it would appear at first glance, and I'm not saying that that's not what he's saying, because it's the scriptures are clear. It's, a, it's not a good thing to fall into the hands of an angry God, right? Christ has satisfied that. For those that uh, have accepted Christ in their hearts and, and they're living for Jesus and he is their Savior, all of that wrath has been taken care of on that cross, right? We're covered by grace. We're, we're up under those colonnades, Barry. We are covered by the grace of Jesus. Hallelujah. But watch this. In verse 14, he says, Later Jesus found out at the temple and said to him, See, you are well again. Stop sinning or something worse will happen to you. Ugh. It's not like Jesus all of a sudden is just waiting for an opportunity to slap this guy in his head if he gets out of line. I don't think that's what he's speaking to at all. But earlier in the conversation, Jesus asked, do you want to be well? Yeah. Do you want to walk? Do you want to be well? Yeah. I mean, you said it. Well, here's pick up your mat and walk. So we started. So going back to the first conversation, he said, you told me at the beginning you wanted to walk, and I'm going to grant you desire to walk. So it's going to be incumbent on you to walk the path and stay out of the deep weeds. If you get over in the deep weeds, I'm going to listen to your initial prayer. I'm going to make sure that you walk. I'm going to make sure, and I've been out there, Barry. Oh, yeah. I've been yeah. out there several times, and I love Jesus. He's changed my life. I love telling people about Jesus. I love teaching the Word of God. I, I just I love everything about Jesus because he found me. That old lame guy laying up in that colonnade waiting for somebody else to do something for me. And he came along. And the funny thing was, the scriptures are clear. Jesus saw him. It wasn't the other way around. Jesus saw him in the midst of all of those other people. And, and also, I think it telling Barry that after he got healed, where did Jesus find him? At the temple. At the temple. You see, when you get healed and you get touched by Jesus and he cures you of your addiction, your anxiety, or your... Your addiction to you, I don't know what, everybody's everybody's got problems. But, we, you know, we just got to get up in that joint and tell and give some grace and give some glory to God, right? I see so many people get healed, and the first thing they do is like, well, he healed me, I'm out of here. That's, that's not a great thing to do. When you are healed, you're saved by the grace, by the blood of the Lamb, amen? The first and the proper response is, praise God, hallelujah, I cannot believe this, I'm so grateful. I'm not. I'm going to the temple first thing, because people started seeing him around at the temple too. So when your friends, when you get saved and you get delivered and all of this stuff starts happening, Barry, man, you got to get up into the church and do some testifying. Let yeah. people know what's going on, right? Yep. Stop laying around and, and waiting for somebody to do something when Christ has already done it for you. He's just telling you, get up and walk. And you drag that mat along, and it, it's okay to remember that. The man went away and told the Jews that it was Jesus who made him well. And, and this guy had every reason to be a scared. I just said it. <laughs> to be a scared. <laughs> but how can you be a scared when Jesus is the one who sets you free? How can you be afraid to tell people, hey, I was nothing, man. This guy came along. I don't know what you guys say about him. Here's one thing I know, and another guy said, and another guy, I don't know about any of that. But one thing I do know, I was blind, and now I see. That'll preach, right? Yep. And I will say this, too, real quick. And I'm going to flip this sucker around and give it a berry. I'm going to say this. Uh, the scriptures also say in the book of Acts that when Peter and the fellows would walk by and just their shadow, when their shadow, when Peter's shadow came on, they would be healed. I think Paul too, right? 
I don't know. We, you know, I don't expect people to be healed by your shadow or my shadow that follow Christ. Just heal. But I do know this: when you walk into a room, be it a hospital room, Connie Tucker, Amen. Be it uh, a classroom, be it a uh, something. The environment, the added, the atmosphere should change when you walk into that room. It should change. It should be a different thing. They should know this guy or this woman is different. If you're walking in the Lord, if you're walking with Jesus, it won't take long for somebody to notice that your gait is just a little bit different yeah. than the normal person. Maybe it's a conversation. Maybe some of us are having conversations that aren't um, appropriate, that aren't uh, worthy of a good soldier of Jesus. I don't know what it is, but um, if you get anything about this, God wants to help you because he knows, I think Psalms, Psalms 37.4 said, delight yourself in him and then he'll give you the desires of your heart, right? God knew that this man wanted to walk. He said, okay, I'm going to make sure. And the funny thing is, uh, Jesus along the way also says, Paul says in Philippians 1.6, he that began a good work in you will complete it, right? Um, so when you're doing this and you find yourself off the beaten path and you're not really walking with the Lord, you can bet your bottom dollar that Jesus will do everything he can do to get you back on the path. And that could be a, a scary thing, Barry. Yeah. If you want to be healed, like you said, do you want to be healed? Well, sometimes there's some things that come along with that, right? We were also talking also, too, is that guy, that guy been laying around the pool for 38 years. How did he know that day was going to be his day? It could be your day today. You could, you could be laying around, lying around. You don't know if Jesus is going to show up. It could be today. Hallelujah. You, you know? So if, if you do get the nod or the tap or what you're going to call it, and Jesus says, pick up your mat and go, pick up your mat and go. It's the best thing that will ever happen to you. Amen? Wow, Bear, it could be their day. It could be their day. Yeah. I want to give a shout-out to Connie, too. I, I Connie, that's so awesome to hear the story, the, the poll that we did early this morning about uh, praying for the people. That is so cool. You are a good soldier for Jesus. We love you and keep it up. Amen. Good things are going to happen. You are going to be healed. You're going to be up and on there. And there's a wasp in here. I believe in that, but I'm getting out of here. There's a wasp in the van. Thanks for listening, guys. And guess what? Jesus loves you, and so do we. Yeah. Nothing you can do about it. I still left in Sully. <laughs>